I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Rebel Radio. Today's guest is Kira Sultanovich. Definitely the funniest episode we've done yet. She's a comedian, podcaster. You might have seen her on The Tonight Show or on her show, Girls Behaving Badly. We talk about uh, reminiscing from when we went to high school together and some lessons like Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 Hours Rule and why comedy clubs should be more like strip clubs. Good stuff, I think. But before we get into that, let's hear the EDM.com track of the week. track of the week what you sipping on from penthouse penthouse they're a duo out of la making jazzy r&b beats as you can tell and uh, they're featured on edm.com's lavish channel if you like that track go to edm.com click on channels and you'll find lavish and there's a bunch of tunes on there that have the same vibe now let's get into the interview Welcome back to Rebel Radio. Great to be here. My guest today is Kira Sultanovich. Uh, yes, sir. I know her as um, this chick that I met in high school for a very short period of time. Why was it that we'll short period of time? Oh, because you're, 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 can I say that you're two years older? Just two. Just two. Just two. You're 89, right? 
But that's not why you're oh, on the show. Gosh, I'm so sorry. I just gave away. Yeah, that's the my date secret. you were born. That's right. No, really you graduated high school. I did graduate high school. Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud. So of So I'm just two years. I'm giving myself away too. So you're two we're, years I'm younger than me. Outing, we're outing each other. Okay. The first of many on this show, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of me coming but out. But you're here because you're a I don't wildly know. successful comedian. I, oh, yes. Um, Jay Leno. Uh-huh. Tonight Show. Yes, sir. Podcasts. Sure. I've, I'm finding your podcast fascinating. Are you? Are you listening? I am. Come on. Well, you know, I'm a parent. Yeah. And so that's of interest to me. And I like funny people people i love wendy liebman is one of my favorite comics of all time she's fantastic and uh she's you know underrated i think or underappreciated underdressed well i'm sure yeah yeah always asking her to cover it up can't trust her she just you know tries to flaunt it's like just be funny yeah you know you don't have to just let let the jokes nipples that's right she doesn't listen so i like she tells all her jokes like after the joke i don't know how do you describe what she does um she has a style that is very uh passive aggressive yeah which is great yeah. i'm not saying that in the so bad funny. way um it's almost like that kevin nealon character on snl yeah yeah where he says just the kind of he like drops the joke in after yeah under his breath right and that's what she would say it's great to be here you have a big penis yeah. i'm really excited this room is dark we can't say penis on this show. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You can say fuck. Oh, okay, but okay. It's not penis. Oh my. So many rules. Yeah, yeah, we have. It- um, she, what's her style? Her style is like um, she throws jokes away. Yeah. But which is great. Yeah. Because she doesn't like hit you over the head. Yeah. You have to be That's listening. what it is. She's and subtle. I think it's there's there's so much confidence in that. Yeah. Right? That the joke's yeah. gone and then you laugh. As opposed to some comics that need to really make sure that you right. read the joke. and Sometimes I try to write jokes like that and I just feel like, why bother? <laughs> she does it so well. Yeah. Well, we're not here to talk about her, though. Well, we can. We it's did. the Wendy Liebman Show we brought just... to you by Lenonade. Do you like to put orange things in your body? Who does Like Cheetos. Right. I've done that. Orange stuff is generally delicious, I think. <laughs> what flavor? What flavor is this? Just tears? Oh, yeah, it says Soviet tears. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Um, Feel no. like this is an intervention. It is. Okay. For me, let's be honest. Can't we be? Couldn't we be brother and sister? I mean, we do kind of look. At least, yeah, cousins maybe. We, uh, cu- okay. we probably are cousins. Uh, for sure. My family's from the Ukraine. Every eventually, you know, like yeah, I know you go a back. Million, and, yeah. yeah, I like literally yeah, you have a stamp. Are actually from the Ukraine, right? Did you hear how loud I just got? <laughs> yeah, that's actually me whispering. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just—it's hard for me. So, anyways, fun. I'm sorry I didn't flirt with you more. Well, the day's is not over. O- is this awkward? <laughs> Slightly. You have a goyish right. wife. I do. Yeah. Blonde. Very nice. Southern girl. Boom. Do it right you know, here. You know, let's get out. Man. I know. Let's mix it no, up. Absolutely. Let's try to wipe out some of the anxiety. Why should our kids suffer? And the criticism. But your kid looks just like you. But he I, also looks just like her. It's a weird. No, but he is. We have this thing. I don't have it with face. me. But we have, we have uh, three photos mm-hmm. that, you know, me when I was young, him right. and her when she was young. And he and you like if you blocked off one of us, you would go, "Oh, he looks just like 
whoever you're seeing. He's like, he's like it's like one of those weird. mind games you have to play on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you see a vase exactly. or an old man? Your kid could be both. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's very cute. Thank you. Yeah. How old is he now? He's almost six. Oh, okay. He's a big guy. He's a guy. He's a dude. You he's can, a like, dude. You can chill with him. Yeah. And yours is three. Mine's four. Four. And a half. Nice. And uh, the other day I was driving with him and I was like, you know what? This guy, he gets it. You know, I was like, he's, he's four and a half. He yeah. gets it. And then he'll lose his mind. Unbelievable. And then I go, oh, okay. So you're still a little bit of a douche. Like, because they're kind of douchey when they're like three. So what do you mean? Um, If he asks you for something and you say, no, you can't have that right now. Whatever. Whatever it is. Right. He is sometimes cool with it. And yeah. then other times he just loses his mind like a crackhead looking for crack yeah and you tell them we ran out of crack yeah they will murder you yeah yeah hey are we promoting anything can we We're, promote uh, something Lenin, Lenin besides lenonade lenonade nope this is it so this wait but you have a to you you have a comedy special coming up yes i just shot it you um, shot it three weeks ago mother's day whatever yeah. that was very pregnant does that change the show um it makes it more bloated sure you know, makes it yeah, more thirty percent more bloat. I, I pee, yes, I peed a little. Oh, great! On stage, well, that's a good show. I mean, you can't tell, but no, I, I love, do. Oh, next I'm, time, you know, not the kind that you pay for. You call it out. Not the. No, <laughs> I didn't say a word, but I did. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, this is about honesty, right? It's about honesty. Being honest, coming yeah. clean. Uh, so I, I peed a little bit. Nice. That's really cool. I mean, I'm sure your wife peed a little when she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, no, she complains yeah. about it. And not, she still not does. Since her business on the air. No, but, we don't want to um, call her out, but what does her vagina look like? So let's, um, five? Fi fives. At least five. At least five. Yeah. One, two, three. There's five. No, these guys don't listen. Oh, okay. They have headphones in. They're, they're listening to okay. music right now. So, how did you find them? Like, you put like an ad out on Craigslist, or how did you find these guys? There's a uh, for hire oh, okay. service. I didn't know if it yeah. was like, you know, when they try to rehabilitate, bring people well, back They're rehabilitating into me. Oh, okay. Back yeah. into society. That's, their, By that's the way, their business. They take uh, the misfortunate and they turn them into those. <laughs> <laughs> we went to high school across from a juvenile detention center. That's juvenile true. hall. Yeah, which was fitting. I think for our high school. For our high school. Very. No one believes me when I tell people about our high school. No, it's a crazy, I was just... Urban pioneers. Yeah, so it's a crazy school because, so first of all, I think you were there for the School of the Arts, right? Yes. Yeah. So we have this School of the Arts, which uh, turned out a bunch of famous people. Well, five. Okay. That's a bunch. <laughs> Does your it? average high school turn out five famous people? No, probably not. So does you? Well, I don't know. Am I in are that? Are you not one of the five? I don't know. How famous are you? When I walked uh, up to the security guard and signed in, he looked at me like, mm, she's here for something. Yeah. <laughs> <Might have been. laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> do, you get, does, no, do you get recognized? I, very Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, yes. Okay. I'm on a show right now called How to Be a Grown-Up, so that kind of Which helps. airs where? Which aired, um, second season aired last night. Okay. For the first time. On? True TV. Oh. Aisha Tyler, yep. Sam Rockwell, yep. Margaret Cho. Yeah. 
thought there were five. Okay, I thought so too. You, Did I say somebody you, else? Yeah, and me. Me, me and you. Five. Right. Five. Five was just a good yeah, number. Yeah, no, that's all I can think of. Five listeners. Couple, uh, I think Harvey Pulliam played professional baseball. We did have some athletes. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I forgot about athletes. Right, they don't yeah. care. Yeah, nah, that's fine. But so we had the School of the Arts, and then we had Urban Pioneers, which is for like the hippie weirdos who couldn't cope with actually sitting in a class. Like you'd have to go out. They would go camping. Yeah, they'd go camping They would for get school. high school credit for like making- For like getting high in the woods with their yeah, teachers. and yeah. making like a rope belt. Yeah. And then we Absolutely. had Alta, Alternative Learning Through Action. Which was- Diff- what was that? You got to call your teacher by their first name. Right. So you got <laughs> high with your teacher in class. Yes. Yeah. And I took a couple Alta classes. Nice. And it was all about like feelings. It was like, right. how does this make you feel? It's a very how San Francisco math experience. Make you feel. I oh. feel frustrated. Well, let's talk about that. While we also try to find the meaning of X. Yeah. That's it's really, really like hold hands and make a daisy chain. And then we had gangs. Lots of gangs. Lots of gangs, you guys. Yeah. All different types of gangs. We had your black gangs and your Mexican gangs and your Asian gangs. Come and get your gangs. It, it was, was like a carnival yeah. of gangs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No white gangs. You guys were a gang. No. You guys were a little bit of a gang. Can I out you a little bit? I don't care. Okay. Your five listeners probably <laughs> right. want to know this. You guys had like a little nickname for your little We did. That was gang. It was, but there were there were white gangs. Yeah, but not in not, our school. Not so. At Lincoln. Although they had a, a few guys, like the SDI yeah. had a few guys, few stragglers who maybe who were couple. at our school. Not too many. They didn't unionize. And then the uh, and then CBS was like this skater gang. Yeah, but they weren't like, like my friends were like clashing. Like they would have fights. I, not so much me, although you know. You guys, you guys had really nice cable knit sweaters. That's true. That was our. You guys really did. Those are our gang jackets. Yeah, it was a Mac Tier drinking team, and we had to make T-shirts. Yeah, I remember those T-shirts. I might still have my shirt somewhere. Yeah. Hopefully it burned up in the fire. Well, we recently. were inspired by that. Oh, okay, you have to tell that. So, so wait, so we had like this two-week sort of, it wasn't a pledge period, but it was like we were getting ready to launch, and we were going to have this big kegger to launch the thing. But before that, we all had to pass an, in, an initiation. Mm. And like it was a thing where like you had to take like a beer bong, and then you had a minute to shoot as many quarters as you could. And for however many you missed, you had to drink a beer. Like It was just like drinking an insane amount of alcohol in a really short period of time. Very similar to how Latinos um, initiate their gang members too. I'm sure. Very, I'm except sure for more knives and stuff. But yeah. yes. Yeah, we didn't have knives. We were out of knives. And so we, um, we did this. And like the whole, you know, as far as I knew, the whole school was talking about it. And it was a big deal. We had this big party that was, you know, a huge success. And then, I don't know what that means. Just people showed up. And then the second weekend, they're like, same thing, another big party, but fewer people showed up. And then the third weekend, they were like, we're just going to play poker in Matt's dad's garage. And Which I was Matt like, was this? Matt Rotter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like poker. And, and and so by the fourth week i'm like i'm this is stupid like i'm out it's basically now it's just the six of you sitting around drinking by yourselves was jason almerall in it no they had another was little Danny... thing going. no 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 okay. um, so we were inspired we were sophomores uh-huh and so we were inspired so we formed a group of all chicks nice. <laughs> this is awful it was called otr <laughs> off the record that or out to rage or nice. on the rag or i mean there were like many different awesome. variations but yeah it was there was a bunch of us because we were inspired by you guys yeah because we exciting. all wanted to like i had no idea be in your presence wow you know sophomore to senior I feel is so a big, influential right now. you were very influential that's amazing it's a big difference and how's your otr reunion uh we actually do have one sometimes once in a while really yeah that's amazing and we have not had an MVP you guys reunion. have not no um, we don't care it's okay. not a so Phil Neese, our our Letterman jackets in our high school, they would put the first initial of your first name. Yeah. And so his was P. And then they'd put your last name. So his was P Neese. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. Nice. Ever. 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 Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> never. I was like, I remember, I knew I wanted to be a comic in high school. So you did. I remember, yeah, I remember thinking... This is comedy gold. Yeah. I didn't know what a stand-up was, but I remember thinking, I have to somehow turn this into something. And so I would give him a ration of shit. Can I say ration? Every no. day he would wear that jacket. Of course. That's crazy. Penis. He, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about that. Yes. How do you make a living doing something that you're passionate oh, that's about? That's a good question. Come on. <laughs> that's what, you know, look... There are certain jokes that every comic, that, that are like com- comedy jokes. Right. Does that make sense? No. Well, but I'm so going to play one of them is like, you're the that we don't make any money oh, doing comedy. Yes. Right? Like, I see. You can't listen to, to 20 minutes of right. comedy without hearing someone say, you can't make it. Right. It's not even, it's more of like a, it's just a, it's a given. It's a stereotype right. for a reason because it's true. Sure. Yes. Of course. It's very true. For Although, mo- some comedians although make some, a lot are of money. Sure. some are millionaires some are millionaires yes and and some people like are not rich but they get to do what they love yes and get to you know earn a living that way look I will boil it down to this yeah um doing what you love and being able to make a living at it yeah. is I am right now <laughs> my belly is full well we can with see that well, you can't, a person. but I, there's a there's a major person in here. It's yeah. a big baby. We make big people. Nice. Um, and uh, I'm, I have two more months to go, so I'm not even... It's, yeah. it's not like people are like, shouldn't you be... No, I'm, right. I have two months to do stuff. Yeah. And uh, I get up as often as I can. I work. I am writing. I'm still shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Because... Well, many reasons. I have a mortgage. But sure. um, why do I still go do um, crappy bar shows in, uh, you know, Thousand Oaks? Like, I don't have to do that. It's mm-hmm. not because they're paying me money. But because when you are a comic, your material is everything. And there are a lot of people who just don't want to either put the time or the energy or they just want to, like, do the same jokes every day. And... um 
your material is your money maker. That's your product. Sure. So that's like what your factory, you know, whatever you're making, someone made these bottles, you know, every day you have to go in and get the materials, mm-hmm. make the, you know, do the thing, screw the top. What are you on. making? Uh, this right is there. a, this is, you know, dildo, dildos. Oh, dildo. yeah, the, yeah okay, dildo good. factory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you don't do that, if you don't put in all of that Was time, there a point where dildos had to be made by hand? I'm sure of yeah. it. Yeah. Because now it's all like a mold and a I yeah. mean, you know, laser now, etched or something. You I mean. know, they're putting BPA, which is not healthy. No. Anyways, um, <laughs> my point is um, I will never stop telling jokes. Okay. I'm going to have a baby again because I can't keep my legs closed. Um, and I will, I will continue to work. People... Like yeah. to assume that I'll stop, but I I won't. I didn't with my first kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I had him um, in December and uh, of of you know twenty ten whatever, and then like by February I was writing on a show because that's what you just if, yeah. if it's inside of you. So how did you that's know? That's what you how did you have to do. How did you come to decide? Do you remember the day when you realized that's what you wanted to do? Um. Yeah, I was six. Seriously. Seriously. And. That's why I look at your kid now and just yeah. really look at him. <laughs> yeah. He could be telling, giving you some hints. He does, but they're different every time. They're different. <laughs> um, um, He's told us he wants to be a professional tennis player, mm-hmm. do karate. Okay. And then mostly a superhero. Why not all three? Yeah. Pitch okay. it to Marvel. That's a great character. There we go. It's possible. Karate pro. Tennis. Tennis player by day. Yeah. Action karate crime fighter by night, night? Sure. sure. Boom! Right. I think you just there we go. Done. Pitched a new movie. Okay. Um, and the and the tagline is because he has the balls, <laughs> right? I mean that's so easy. I can't. All right. Thanks for joining us today. I'm out to uh, going up to Warner Brothers to pitch that big yellow balls because he drank too much of this. Um, uh, so I was I was six and um. And I've told this story a million times, but I don't mind telling it to five more people. Um, I went to, in the Richmond, again, a lot of this is inside baseball. Sorry, guys. San Francisco stuff. Um, went to Hebrew Academy just for like a couple of years, and I was kicked out yeah. promptly. But um, I, I was in trouble all the time in the first grade because I would sit and write jokes. <laughs> My, to me, my goal on a daily basis was to see who I could make laugh in my class. That was in the first grade. Nice. So I would sit and write jokes. The, the Whoever the rabbi was, whatever, Rabbi Lipner, would send me outside into the hallway. I had a desk of my own in the hallway, and I was excited. Most kids would feel bad about themselves. Sure. You know, they would feel like, oh. So you got in trouble for writing jokes? For, for cracking, for, like, for cracking it, for, jokes. Yeah. For, so he would be talking about... I don't know, let's say Noah's Ark. Yeah. And, um, you know, he would, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And I would say something, whatever I would say. Mm. Probably not that funny because I was six. Right. But I, you know, I remember saying some sort of Gilligan, Gilligan's Island joke, like a three-hour tour. Like, stupid, just dumb, sure. you know. But yeah. I would get sent outside and then I would sit there and think. Think of some something to say, something funny. Mm-hmm. What can I say? And so he'd open the door and say, Are "You ready to join the classroom again?" And I would stand at the doorway, and I would do my bit, and the class would laugh, and the laughter washed over me yeah. like a warm honey. Just um, um, 
And then he'd say, well, I guess you're not ready to join the class and slam the door in my face. Nice. But again, I didn't get that connection of like, oh, I'm being kicked out of class. This is bad. Right. Um, I got it like, yes. Yeah, like, like good job. Go work score. on another one. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. That's amazing. And it's good. You're like Seinfeld, like working on the, the comeback. Right. Yeah. Uh, George. George. Yeah. Yes, I know what you meant. And good that my parents were completely just not involved in my life at all. But lo- like a lot of our parents weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, it was the 80s. So it wasn't, Who yeah, cares? it wasn't, yeah. Or like now 70s. we're all like obsessed. Like we're like literally climbing into our kids' skin with them to mm-hmm. be like, what did you, did you see anything beautiful today? Did you have a proud moment? Like I asked my kid, did you do anything that you, that made you proud today? I'm like, right. Who am I? It's ridiculous. Um, so, uh, you know, I would, they just asked me never to come back. You know, so, I thought I was going to be like a 70s dad. What's a 70s dad? Just like, you know, go out there and don't lot get killed. Of, like, oh, just, okay. You know, go I live your life. A lot of pubes. I'm sorry. Oh. That's the first place I went. So, That's okay, too. Whatever you decide. I'm working on that. Okay. So, uh, no, but like, I, I, you know, because you see, you know, it's ridiculous how on top of our kids yes. we are, right, as yeah. parents. And so I, I kind of went into this going like, yeah, that, I'm not going to do that, right? Like, But then it, they get here. It creeps up on you. First of all, you know, first of all, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I hate to Being kind of- Being a parent? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think our parents- It's great fun. They, they, they didn't have as, they didn't enjoy it- No. The way that we do. No. Um, and secondly- but, you know, there's just this, like, <clears throat> like I always thought, like, I would send my kid out to go, you know, go play in the street, come home before the stoplight comes on. First of all, you'd get arrested. But secondly, yeah, there's no one out there for him to play with. Right. Right. So he'd just be sitting there by himself, bored. Did you have kids on your street? Where'd well, you grow up? I grew Where'd up, you live? I grew up on Hayes and Fillmore. So, like. Oof. Yeah. What happened? So, like. Do you need a hug? <laughs> uh, we worked it out. It's. I, <laughs> I know, mean, now. I've, I've worked it out. A, a now play. it's million dollar I know. condos. So at the time it was a ghetto. We were half a block from the projects. What, what was going on? Um, Did you guys have some problems or? Yeah, my, you know, hippie parents, like we're going to go live, you know. It was a. You had hippie parents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Totally. That's a you whole. You hit it well. Oh, yeah, that didn't show. I was, that Do was my. Do you guys re- understand? How long have you guys known Josh? Am I saying that correctly, Josh? Am I pronouncing <laughs> yes, that right? How Josh. long have you guys known Josh? How so long? Mark and I have known five years. Five years? Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If if he would have been selling stocks in high school, I would have oh, believed yeah. him. I would have totally believed him. You so reminded me of like Alex P. Keaton and not in the oh, yeah, weird yeah. way. Not but in just the good in like, way. <laughs> no, but just like well dressed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like tight, you know, I mean, yeah. just high and tight. Haircut, right. like very well groomed, yes. preppy. Yeah. Wow. No, that's true. So here's what's fucked up. Okay. So, you know, I, uh, the short story, like I, I had no sort of model for like what I was going to do as a grown up in my life. So I got, first of, first I watched Oxford Blues, mm-hmm. Rob Lowe. Because you were wearing them. No, this is before that. That movie came out. I was probably like, I was probably like 13. Okay. I don't know. Who knows what I was wearing? Um, but, and I was like, oh, this is, I mean, it's, it's a shit movie if you watch it now. But, yeah. But, like, I was like, I'm going to go to Oxford. That's cool. I didn't even know where Oxford was. And I had no idea, like, 
Like, I had no idea what the school was. But I watched that movie. I was like, I'm going to Oxford. So then, you know, midway through high school, that sort of fell apart, partly because I didn't have the grades. But I didn't even know that yet. And then um, my mom took I ended up going to UCLA because I was down here. My mom, my parents got divorced. My mom moved to L.A. And mm-hmm. I was visiting. And she's like, do you want to go visit colleges? So we went to one school. And I said, okay, I'll go to UCLA. And that was it. And then I watched, and then like watching Wall Street anyway, literally, uh, the movie. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be a stockbroker. Like that's the thing, that's the thing to do. Yeah. So did did you get into... I got into no, not at all. Oh, okay. No, no. Once I got into college, like my life changed. I got into music business, and yeah, it all changed from there. But, um, but it was all movies that sort of showed me, like you know, gave me these ideas about what I was going to do with my life. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that still happens to a lot of kids. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I mean, now it's just um, maybe TV show like Game of Thrones. Right. Here's what I want to do with my life. Yeah, of course. I want to wrestle a dragon. Sure. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Everyone, everyone should wrestle. So when's the first time you went? So you, so at six you're writing jokes. When's the first time you actually went up on stage? And so I was scared. I was scared to go up on stage in San Francisco because I was still in high school. But yeah. there was a Russian kid who was doing stand up in high school. Really? And it just burned me so bad that he was doing it because I felt like if I'm what gonna, do you mean a Russian kid? A kid that I grew up with. Oh, okay. That immigrated from the Soviet Union the same yeah. time we did. Our parents were friends. I grew up with him. Um, he went to Lowell. He's mm-hmm. a couple years older. Your same graduating class as you. Um, you know, but he went to the comedy clubs and uh, said, can I go up? And they were like, okay, but you need to have a parent here because you're under 18. Yeah. So he would go and he would tell jokes. And when I heard this, it just made me fume because I thought, no, that's what I want to do. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't even mm-hmm. know how to go about doing it. So then I thought, okay, I'll try in college. But then in college, I got scared because then you're more aware sure. of failure. Yeah. When you're in high school, you're like, whatever, I'll just try it. I'm, you know, you, you're a little bit more, um, I don't know, immortal. Mm-hmm. You're just like, nothing can, that's why we were having keggers at three o'clock in the morning where homeless people yeah. could have murdered us in sure. the middle of San Francisco. We were like, whatever. And, then all of a sudden I kind of got a little um, nervous about it. So then I went to live in London. Mm. Um, a lot of kids do like that year abroad. Yeah. Well, I decided to tell my parents I was doing a year abroad, but it wasn't. Not school. It, it kind of, I ended up having to go to school in order for me to stay. Uh-huh. But my first, you know, six months there, I just worked in a theater. Nice. And like... I, I worked as a props mistress. I was a uh, lighting designer. I just did whatever I could do mm-hmm. to make money. And then I decided to try comedy because I was in a completely new place. Nobody, if I bombed, then no one would ever sure. have to find out. Yeah. And for some reason that gave me, that made me feel like I could try it. Yeah. So then I did some there and then came back to the States uh, finished my last year at San Diego State and then moved to LA. And immediately when I moved to LA, 
I did open mics immediately, like that week. Yeah. Like I literally moved here and opened up the weekly, the LA Weekly, and was like, just, all right, I got to now do this. In my mind, I thought you had to start stand-up in LA or New York. I don't Mm -hmm. know why. You could start anywhere. Sure. But in my mind, I was like, no, I mean, it has to be... San Francisco was actually a great comedy town when we were kids. Yeah. And I would sneak into comedy clubs uh, when I was 15. My mom would help me, actually. Oh, cool. It's another, that's one plus, yeah. having an immigrant parent, because they don't care about rules. So she would take me into it, and they would say, well, are you 18? My mom was like, of course she's 18. Let's go. And she would bring me and all of my friends and Amazing. she would say that these are all my children. There's like a black chick and an Asian chick. <laughs> Just like, all right, come on in. So um, San Francisco, would, that's not a new It was, yeah, yeah, totally. A lot of crazy hippie stuff that we can get into later off the air. But um, so finally when I got to L.A., I started. And then I just every night of the week, every night. And I was terrible. Yeah. I bombed. All the time. But at that point, I already was old enough to know that's just part of it. You just have to bomb. You just have to fail. So it's what? Some comics go up in their first time. They kill. Yeah. And they say if they would have bombed, they never would have tried it again. I can't can't imagine my first time up. I was, it was awful. You're doing like open mic. Where was it? Open mics. Kindness of Strangers, which was a cafe in the Valley on Lancashire. I'll never forget it. That was the first time I ever... A comedy mecca. <laughs> yes. Hey, NoHo Arts District. All right. Um, and you bombed. And so like... Awful. Like how do you get through it? Because I get like intellectually, yeah, okay, this is part of the process. Right. But you're there in the moment under the lights. It how do you get through been, that? It had been so many years of me wanting to do it that yeah. at that point... I was... It was just pent up. I was just... I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And then you get like one little giggle. Mm-hmm. And you latch on to that. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, that joke worked. Which was... You want to hear one yeah. of my first jokes? Totally. So embarrassing. Um, so I just came back from the doctor's office. And good news. I'm eating for two. I have a tapeworm. <laughs> so stupid awesome (laughs) so dumb all right i mean awful how funny that i'm pregnant now saying that but like and then i would just tag it and people would kind of giggle like you guys did and i go yeah i'm embarrassed because i don't know who the father is but (laughs) there is and i would just like start tagging it yeah so i would learn like to just okay they like that little bit so let me now try to like throw this out and see if i can keep them with me on this premise that's dumb so i know you have to kind of bring your real life into your comedy so did you actually have a tapeworm i thought i did yeah because i had gone to europe and i lived in europe and so and you might have actually had i a know and then i traveled right. and i had convinced myself that i got a tapeworm okay <laughs> so that was yes it came from i would say now on yeah. stage 95% of what I say comes from real life, just things that absolutely happened Yeah, that I just put under a magnifying glass. Sure. But they, they're, they all, they're all real. Like people ask, did you really wear a diaper after you had your kid? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Why do you think I say it with such anger? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can't. I don't know how people make up jokes that never happened to them. I'll never understand that. Wendy Liebman is a great example. Going back to Wendy, if you haven't cut that part out of this because it was three hours ago. We will. Um, you know, we'll she, cut this part out too. So don't she, worry. she makes up, you know, just redi- uh, we all know it's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's great and it works and that's her. But that's not my style. I can't do that. Right. I tried and it just feels so disingenuous. So how do you how do you find your style? Because obviously you're going up, you're bombing, you're making it through at a certain point. It's, it's like hours, you know, with what's that book? Um, uh, the 10,000 mm-hmm. Hours. Yeah, Outliers. Thank you, Outliers, yeah. which I read. I can't remember. Malcolm Gladwell? Uh-huh, yeah, sure. yeah. Um, What does he say? Like pilots need a certain amount of hours behind it in the cockpit. That's just all it is. So when I see young comics and this is not a I'm not trying to bash young comics. But when I see them and they're like, I've been doing this for like two, three years. Jennifer's a young comic so we can pick on her. Oh, Jennifer. I can't believe you should be ashamed of yourself for being young. Um You She's know, new but to comedy. New to comedy. But like, you know, they're like doing this two, three years and they see people that uh, the business is so different now Yeah. that have a couple million hits on YouTube and they're a big star and they're like, well, I sh- that's me. That's that's what I should be. You have no idea what your voice is. You can't possibly. You right. might be getting laughs, but you have no idea. And it's hard for people to to be okay with that nowadays because mm-hmm. now with social media and everything that's going on and Twitter and all this stuff, people are like, no, 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 everything is fast. Everything happens now. Right. You cannot rush something like stand-up. You just can't. Mm-hmm. That's that's not to say that you can't be someone who's been doing it for a couple of years and get you know a big hit and get your own show. Absolutely, that could happen. Yeah. But you're not gonna- That's ha- not the plan. You're not gonna have the chops. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be the same. Right. It's just not. And that's okay, too. There's, there are different levels and varying degrees and shades of stand-up. Did you have mentors or people that kind of helped you get to that point? Um, all of my friends that helped me, we were all at the same yeah. level. Peers. Was weird. Yeah, it was more yeah. peer than like looking up to someone mm-hmm. and saying, please help me, which I, d- I did and do look up to a lot of people. But they never necessarily like took me under their wing. Like sometimes that happens, you mm-hmm. know, Eddie Murphy and Chris yeah. Rock, that type of thing. But sure. no, I never had that. But just people that I knew, like even just getting the Tonight Show was just a comic that I knew that worked on the Tonight Show, and she said, "Can you come in and do this one thing?" I thought it was just going to be one photo booth, one little bit, and then that was it. Yeah. And then eight and a half years later, I was still doing it. So is that? Um do you consider that like your first big break? I think Girls Behaving Badly, which okay. was a hidden camera show, yeah, was my first big yeah. one. Yeah, we and did so, that. So how does that stuff, like, is there a day when you woke up and you're like, you know, now I'm like Now here. I'm going to pay back my student loans. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or like, or like, uh, yeah, like I'm, not that you made it, but like you're, like I'm here. I'm I'm now like... Well, before I even started shooting Girls Behaving Badly, so I found out uh, the end of 2002 that I booked it. And mm-hmm. they said, we're going to start shooting the new se- you know, new season 
literally like the first week of January 2003. So that year started off with such a bang for me. So I found out at the end of 2002, um, right between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I told one of my friends that, again, was one of my peers. We were doing open mics together. We were doing gigs. Um, we'd get together. We would write. We, we were friends. We were together all the time. I said, guess what? I just booked a TV show. She's like, what? Where? I said, for this network oxygen, I don't know, it's just cable, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be a series regular. And uh, she immediately stopped hanging out with me. Nice. Immediately. Really? Literally canceled. We had plans for New Year's. Yeah. And just canceled. She's like, we're not. So that was the only New Year's I've ever spent. I decided I'm not going to make plans with anybody. Mm-hmm. I decided, you know what? I'm just going to, I don't know what it was. I, I was like, it, it hurt me. It took me by surprise. It shocked me so much that a good friend that I had known for years. And when you make a friend in LA, when you first move here, it's a big deal. Sure. Because you just <laughs> latch yeah, on to each other. Yeah, it's not an easy city yeah. to make friends. And we had been friends for a while. Um, uh, I mean, not as close as you guys, as your engineers, but, you know, pretty close. But I... Um, I said, okay, this is what it's going to, if this is what it's going to be like to have a little bit of success. And I wasn't even, it wasn't a network series. Right. I wasn't making crazy money per episode. I was just making cable money, mm-hmm. which was fine. But it, it was just what it represented to her. I spent New Year's by myself that night, went and got a bunch of VHS tapes, everybody. Yeah. Exciting, right? And watched movies and we just don't know sat what that we'll put we'll put a picture. Oh, that's good. Thank yeah, you. Because no one knows what that is. Yeah. It's it's um it was very convenient way to watch movies. <laughs> you had to rewind at the end. Really is easy. Um but uh, yeah, like a Nintendo. Um It's like Netflix, but right. only but not at all. Bigger and different. And I just sat on my couch and I realized you know what? Things things might change. Yeah. This it kind of felt like this was almost like a red flag. Like, all right, heads up, mm-hmm. people might react differently, and they did. They did, but not. But that was the only bad thing that happened between yeah. my a friend and myself because I got something nice. Yeah. You know, other than that, everyone else was really great and supportive. That was the only just really harsh thing. Sure. That hurt me a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it. I've heard that a lot. Actually, you know, so I spent the '90s managing <clears throat> rappers mostly, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of those guys would have a hard time, like yeah. in the neighborhood, because now they're sort of leaving the neighborhood, and there's a lot of resentment. You know, when they come back, it's like, "Where you been? You too good for us now?" Right, right, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard because you don't want those people to feel like they didn't accomplish something because you did right it's just this yeah. is the timing of it and sure and you know if i could talk to her now i would say which i can we're still friendly but Let's i would say, say it into the camera i know you're listening <laughs> <laughs> i think we just bumped you up to six people could be yeah um that's how we're building the show really. that's just, just yeah one. every guest because we're gonna tag her on twitter please ask one person yes. to listen and watch yeah. um no i i would just say look you, we should have you should have hung out with me because that's what net, the networking is right. what yes. everything in this town is about. 
everything. And then you should have the talent to back it up. But it's or not. Sometimes not, unfortunately. But you should. Yeah. If you want to have some integrity. Um, but you know, she should have hung out. She should have been I'm not saying in a fake way. Right. But just be happy for people. Yeah. Absolutely. Because No, because it rubs off. Well, that's what whenever a comic gets anything. And sometimes people are like, why did that comic get that TV show or that mm-hmm. thing or that blah, blah? I always say good. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Now networks are looking at stand-ups going, well, we gave that stand-up a talk show. Let's give this stand-up a blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's only good for, for comics. Definitely. Were, are they the best person for the job? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Whatever. Are they a little scummy? Uh, some are. But Who are we talking about? You, I'll tell, you know, um, <laughs> but you know, there, there are, there are always pluses yeah. in this town. It's always a positive to, um, be excited for people's success, mm-hmm. encourage this so many people. And I'm sure in the rap world too, that just like want to be, may I say haters? Can I say that? Or am I, we, we have I haters. aged out of using that word? I don't know. Yikes. Like- Haters gonna hate, don't, right? Just don't oh, say it like. Oh um, God uh, damn it! I'm a mom. Uh, what am I doing? What's, what's the kid? What's Tom Hanks' son's name? Who's oh like my blowing God. up right now? Chet. Chet. Yeah, when don't you, don't say it like Chet. When you Hanks name your child Chet, you're basically saying, "Hey, he's gonna be like the pers- the president of the Confederacy one day." Like he, that's such a racist name, Chet. Maybe he got it from Weird Science. Remember, that's the brother. Yeah. yeah, what's his face? Yeah, Bill. Uh, Thank you, Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. I would have respect if Tom Hanks named his son after Bill Paxton and Weird Science. Weird Science. Elastic dudes and pots and pans. Bits and pieces and magic from the hands of making weird science. Things I've never seen before. Just name his son Bill Paxton. That is better. Bill Paxton than Hanks. Chet. Ugh. That just sounds like a gee, 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 gee. But he's kind of gone the other way. He's, he's, you know, he's having a different kind of moment right now. Who? Chet Hanks. What is what moment is? He oh, having? he's all in the news right now. Yeah. For saying I want to say the N word. Yes. Right. It's, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is, why are we surprised? Right. His name is Chet. Right. No, but like he turned out like a wannabe. That's yes. the thing. He's not trying to say it like in the uh, can, in the southern way, right? Like he's trying to, you know, he's he's like flashing his guns and his like ridiculous T-shirt and right. You know, he's trying to be down. How how do you get Colin Hanks and Super Chet nice guy, Hanks like from the same well-adjusted gene pool? How does that happen? I don't know. That always baffles me when I you don't have see siblings. So I, I have no you have zero siblings. Yeah. Yeah, and now I, my son is an only child. It's cool. Yeah, we, that's yeah. how we like. We that's, like to you keep guys, it. Just, that was straight line. <laughs> just one branch. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. Our family tree is a twig. And how? And how does that make you feel? <laughs> Which? Any of them. <laughs> um, that was uh. Well, that uh, bloated. Look, bloated. Uh, trust me. I. That okay. was one of the things that I was worried about. I was like this. I already have a kid and I'm going to yeah. have another kid. What, how am I going to, my first kid already cock blocks my career. Now another one. Oh yeah. 
you know, am I done? Is can, Am I? Let's I, talk about it. I've been listening to some of your comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, why is comedy like sex? Oh, yes. I compare it to sex a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, much like this, it's done also in the like dark. Also like sex. Oh. With Asian guys watching. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's Are they helpful. still here? Are they still Next here? Next question. Okay. Um, <laughs> comedy is like sex. Well, when you laugh, I mean, if you want me to get really like biological on you, I, I don't just know. I don't wonder know why connected. you say that. I don't your actually penis have is an agenda to your funny bone. Oh right. Um, no, when you laugh, there is a vulnerability. This is real. Okay. Can we get real? But seriously, you guys, I'm not. I don't. Go ahead. We've been we'll, messing we'll around this whole it's, time, we'll, and I really we'll just take wanna, it out. Just say what you want. I just want to be real yeah. right now. Um, when you laugh, your vagina opens. No. Mine does. Um, no, it's you're vulnerable. Yes. It's a vulnerability. Okay. So that's why um, some male comics get into stand-up. Maybe not now, but they used to a long time ago when I first started, for the wrong reasons because it's their way of getting laid. Like to get laid, sure. I think of I musicians think, do that. Yeah, I think most sure. men get into whatever they got into to get laid. Well, th- no one's gonna be a plumber. Well, maybe yeah, a plumber. You, a plumber. My dad's a plumber. Oh my god. See, Papa. I have to call him. It's <laughs> my purse. Um, yes, but not. I mean, no, I, 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 of course. Most guys but, who are like, I'm a computer engineer. Sorry to do that voice, but that's the voice. Is that the voice? Um, of the computer you know, I'm going to make a new app. That's not to. Because you can go public get, and flip and it go and get laid. Yeah, everything those guys are driving sex. Lamborghinis. Yes, for men, <sighs> everything true. is about sex. It is. Chicks, on the other hand, do not get laid when they are on Chick stage. Chick comics. No, probably not. And I have gotten into many discussions about this. Do you get do do, do you got when you were no. single? No, guys didn't come up. After. No, no. Men do not want a woman who is going to be able to take charge. Right. And that's what you have to do when you're a comic on stage. Whether you're very very timid, whether you're Maria Bamford and doing funny silly voices, which she's a genius, yeah, or you're really super loud and you're you know high energy. Men look at that and go, "Oh my gosh, she can command a crowd of like two, three hundred people at her will." And mm-hmm. I, that that you know, what does it say about my you know masculinity? Right. I I don't know if I could handle that. So it's very rare. But yes, I'm sure it happens. But it's rare it's not like dudes dudes after they're set yeah they're walking around they're walking around looking who's hanging out who's here because i'm gonna take you back to the la quinta inn where i'm staying the red roof or whatever and that's sure that's very common very common married or not i know plenty of married male comics that do that on the road yeah of course um that's why they go on the road that's exactly what was your question (laughs) so I feel like comedy I feel like is sex. Yes. No, I don't feel that way. But you don't? Well, I don't laugh that much during sex. You're not doing it right. That's probably true. Yeah, you guys have to face each other. Oh, then it's no, hilarious. No. Impossible. Um, no, it's not because you're laughing during sex. It's a release. Is that what you're saying? It's a release, yeah. and you're vulnerable. Mm. See, I yes. don't feel that. Oh, doing comedy, not when watching. When you're it. an audience and yeah. someone is going up on stage and making you laugh, right. And you're now your inhibitions. Because I don't feel that vulnerable sitting in the in the in the crowd. 
No, 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 no. Not sitting there when right. you're like, God damn it. Do you have a piece of paper so I can draw a chart for <laughs> when him? When you're performing. I get it. No, not for the comic. Oh. For the audience. Okay. The comic, the audience is the woman. I should have told you up front that I'm stupid. I've, I went to high school with you. I understand. The audience is the woman. Ah, you're the comic. Got you're it. trying to put your joke yes. inside of the audience. Do you understand? That's violent, uh, it's violent. Yes. Yes. Okay. Or if you're a really bad comic, you know, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Where is it? And yes, you want to put your joke inside of them and you want them to release their inhibitions so you can get it in there. Do you remember do you understand the, now? Do you remember the first show that you went to where you felt that? Yeah. Not as a comedian, as a as a oh, in, in the audience. And, yes. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. When I was Going a kid, I would mom. sneak well, yeah. my mom thankfully dropped us off. Mm. But I would sneak into Cobbs when it was at the cannery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh I was fifteen and it just I mean when you love comedy, yeah. it's a turn on and not like in the, no, you know, like mm-hmm, turn on, but like, it's just, you start to get very energized and excited and you're yeah. like, oh my God, I want to do this all the time. Much like sex. My first, my grandmother used to take me. Yuck. To the comedy. Okay. And um, our first show was some, I forget the theater, it's down in South Bay, mm-hmm. Robert Klein. I oh, was 13. Good, ooh, yeah. Small theater. He's trying to put it in you. And he was doing his thing and he and he's like, you know, telling his like dirty jokes whatever. Yeah. Is and it dirty? Not super dirty, but yeah. but you know. You know, he was so uh and then he looks up and goes, "Who the fuck brought a 13-year-old to my show?" <laughs> or a kid, he said a kid. Right, right. To my show, and he did like 3 minutes on yeah. me. Yeah. And I just thought it was the best thing. Right? It was amazing. He, Robert Klein, touched you. Yeah. In your privates. Well, that was after the show. Right. Yeah. No, I assumed. I knew yeah. I filled he's, in the blanks. He's known for that. But it's really, it's, it's, when you grab a hold of an audience like that, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. But yeah, I, I, I was done after I saw a bunch of stuff also on TV because when you're sure. a kid, do you remember Rachel Dan? Yeah. Okay, so Rachel, yeah. Dan, and I cut school. Girl from high school, not yes. famous. You guys can go take a water break or something. Oh, yeah. Um, we cut school one day and uh, went to the Empire Movie Theater in West Portal, bought tickets for, like, My Little Pony, and then <laughs> immediately snuck in and went to see Eddie Murphy. Raw. Raw, yeah. Purple leather yeah. suit. That Delirious was purple. Oh, I Red. Thought. Well, whatever. Red, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever the yeah, the first one. Yeah, raw was yeah raw. That was it for me. Oh yeah. I was like, and I mean, look, he's walking around tight leather suit. His nuts are all high and tight. It's sexy. It was sure. sexy. Yeah. Um, he has command of the audience. He's pacing back and forth like a wild animal. I mean, it was. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. And we were just. Oh. I mean, especially me. I mean, and Rachel knew yeah. that I wanted to yeah, yeah. do comedy, so that's why we cut school and and snuck in. So you started, in, you talked about being in London to kind of get that, get your start. Is it different in other countries? I I, I feel like comedy is like an American thing. And I, I know oh, obviously there are British comics. Yeah. 
Oh, it is 100%. But I have trouble picturing like a comedy club in Germany. I haven't been to Germany, but I have done stand-up in other parts of the country. And um, now it's completely different. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even have the word for stand-up comedy in Russia. Mm. In Russian, rather. And so when my parents would try to tell people what I did... You know, the, the word they would use is just, she just she stands on a stage and performs, which could right. be a stripper. And it's close. Yeah, you're sometimes you feel very naked. Sure, on stage. Um, I think, it, and I, I think, grind the mic pull think, a lot. <laughs> well, of course, I think comedy is much harder than stripping. Um, having never tried either one, but <laughs> um, strippers generally yes have gonorrhea. <laughs> And so do comics. That's true. That's not so why one's that. harder. But oh. th- they generally get uh, a favor. They don't get booed a lot. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, you know, what they usually, Can you imagine? What, usually they get a polite, like, not right now, thank you, when they come around for lap dance. Like, it's, it's rare that somebody's rude to a stripper. That is funny. Can you? But that would be a great... That'd be like a great sketch. Like a heckler. Where a stripper's on stage, she comes out as like a naughty police officer, right? And she takes off her little police vest and there's a, like a sweater underneath. Like you would boo. Yeah. That's not what you wanted. Like she takes off her little police shorts and there's like another pair. I'm not going to tell you. I've been, I've been to a strip club where it was much worse than that. Let's just say. What? And, but no one booed. Everyone just sat there. Silently, and sure. the music and the music was loud enough that she didn't right. notice that everyone was disgusted. No one was into it, and right, yeah. And you know, it's it's like you get a lot of positive uh, feedback. I think as a stripper, oh, definitely. Right. Whereas a comic, you know, you have a bad night. First of all, you don't walk away with a wad of cash. Very rarely. Yeah. <laughs> Very. Maybe it, they should have that. Uh, where like people throw dollars throw up dollars on the stage because they liked your joke. Yeah. Oh my God, that's genius. Well, then you could learn like this joke made $20. This one only made six. Yeah. You know? And imagine if I did the one made six naked. Might make eight. Man. Okay, going back to sex. Can we just take it back to sex again and dildos? That's the next thing I'm on. Okay, good. It's like, it's like Ron Jeremy has been, you know, infamously known for having a huge. My wife took a picture with him the other night. Very nice. I don't. I guess she'll be divorcing. I was totally confused about that. (laughs) He has a huge package, right? Um, He's known for that. That's what he's known for, right? He's a very healthy man. Mm. It's like getting a Ron Jeremy dildo and then having sex with it and going, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Ron. This is me." No, it's not. You're using someone else's penis to pleasure all of these women from 1978. (laughs) So it's not, it, you can't, it's, you can't. But here's the thing. No, no. Here's the thing. Next question. We watch, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to push on this because. You're wrong. You got to prove me wrong. Okay. I think I just did. So we watch the same well, movies. penis don't, as I understand. <laughs> he doesn't listen. We watch the same movies over and over. Right. We listen to the same music over and over. Yes. When we go see a musician, we want to hear the songs that we of already know. Of course you do. Or we want to hear some loser in a bar play covers of a song that we love sure right yes if in you know guys my age that bought comedy 
vinyl. Mm-hmm. You listen to that over and over. Okay. Uh, like I, you know, I used to. I mean, I have a pretty big collection of comedy records that yes. I wore out. Okay, fair uh, enough. And so, so why couldn't you see a guy get up on stage and go, "This is my tribute to George Carlin," or my tribute to whatever, or, or these are my favorite jokes mm-hmm. that I'm sharing with you. Maybe it's not all one comic, but I'm, you know. I'm paying tribute to these guys that were meaningful to me. Because um, you can do that. Has anyone, have you ever seen anyone do that? I mean, again, I've only seen people do that and pretend it's theirs. Right, right, right. Sure. You can. There's nothing, look, nothing stopping I'm not asking your permission. I'm just wondering why that's not a good idea. You need my permission. I'm on the board of comedy. (laughs) Um, Where are the meetings held? Oh, right downstairs. uh, In another very, very dark room. (laughs) Um. You you will not get the respect of any comedian sure. on the face of the earth. Oh, so I'm yes, sure of that. you can, and maybe some confused audience members will be like, oh, this seems like a good idea. Uh, but you will not. So a comedy booker probably won't book you. Got it. Comics won't want to hang out with you. So They'll do it on pay- YouTube. Sure. There you go. Okay. If you want to do that, sure. Again, that is stand up is um one of those art forms that um it takes so many years to take this lump of clay that is a premise or an idea or something that happened in your life, which is that to me is like the biggest slap in the face when comics steal something that is such a personal joke. Sure. Um that obviously you didn't go through. But it takes so many years to sculpt and mold and to try out and to bomb and then to find, oh, I should have said it this way, that it's just complete and utter disrespect. It's mm-hmm. like anyone who takes a Monet and does a fake Monet. Mm-hmm. Yes, people do them all the time. It's wrong. It's just wrong. Comedy is just so different. It's so different. Even fashion. Everyone does knockoff dresses. Everyone does like uh, Oscar de la Renta came out with this. But we're going to do the knockoff mm-hmm. version. Just use you know cheaper fabric or whatever. I grew up, my mom is in fashion. So I know how that whole game is played. That's wrong too. But that's, for some reason, not that it's accepted. But people know, look, I'm not going to get an Oscar de la Renta dress for 50 bucks. Right. I'll get a knockoff. I know it's a knockoff. Sure. It's not superior in any way. It's no, nowhere close. The material sucks. And I'm okay with that. But for some reason with comedy, I don't know. It's the one art form. I can't really think of another art form where people would be 100%. I, I mean, they would want to murder you if you stole so their So what jokes. about, do you ever bring back old material? Once in a while. There like are the three reasons. Joke. Three reasons I would bring back a really when old joke. When are you going to do the tapeworm joke? <laughs> I brought it back as a story to tell you. That's Good. one of the reasons I would do an old joke. Where, where I literally say, oh, this is an old joke. I'm going to tell yeah. you a really old joke. So I preface it with like, this is old. Uh, the other reason is if you're bombing so hard that you're like, I just got to get out of this. And I know this bit kills. Mm-hmm. Third is, um, as a Jew, don't ever take a picture of my profile again. You understand me? Third is, um, 
if I see someone in the audience that fits so perfectly, like Mr. Klein saw you in the audience, Mm -hmm. he might have riffed with you, but he also might have had a bit that he hasn't done in years, but he's like, oh my God, it's a 13-year-old. I'm going to do my 13-year-old bit. Yeah. Then I would maybe bring back something old. Mm -hmm. But I really, really try hard not to. But it sucks right now because um, when my special comes out, that's it for those jokes. So I've been writing new jokes and it's just oh it's so hard back to square one because all of a sudden now is this funny can i do this i know i can i've been doing this for 17 years so i mm-hmm. know i can do it mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter it's like the first time right every time you try a new joke whether whether you're chris rock or someone at my level sure i've seen chris rock work on material and does not go well. Mm-hmm. But that's what's the great equalizer. And I think that's what makes comics respect each other. Where we go, hey, we're all, we all have to start a new joke from somewhere. Yeah. So even if you're on television and people love you, they will not laugh if it's not funny. <laughs> you get five minutes, right? Isn't that what Seinfeld said in the movie Comedian? I don't remember. Five minutes they'll give you when you get on stage and you're a huge star mm-hmm. and then the audience, they, they will turn on you if you're not funny. Even if you're Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, what's there to eat? Um, not, nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not that kind of food show. Do you guys, that tapes down the hall. Oh, all right. I'm going to go yeah, there you next. Can go there next. Uh, so, you know, you talk a little bit about bringing, uh, you bring anger, <laughs> so what makes you really upset life didn't oh, you yeah. drive through hollywood when to get here yeah I, I'm not, I'm not, that's why i'm not funny because i'm not that angry um look you gotta when you're a comic you have to find what so I'm, I'm not an angry person too I'm not. Really? Why are you looking at me with? Why did you get your eyes all no, I'm just squinty? Kidding. No, I'm not. I don't even. I haven't seen you in twenty something. Years. I know. I, I know. We've seen each other twice are. since 1989. Yeah, that's crazy. By the way, um, I am really not. I'm not. But I have to find. That's why I complain about my husband. Let's say. I mean, I love my husband enough. Quotes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. <laughs> But I have to find something to complain about because if you're on stage and you go, my life is awesome. Sure. I'm married to a very kind, sweet person who supports my dreams and desires. I have a house. I have a check. Like who? Right. Who's going to listen? Yeah, that's to that? not fun. Nobody. So you got to find what you can complain about. My yeah. husband snores. So I'd have like a 10, 15 minute chunk on why that's the worst thing in the world. Right. I have to find something to complain about. So what makes you genuinely upset? Um, what angers me? Just, you, you can find anything. Okay. Somebody standing at the elevators pushing the button five times when it's like, you already pushed it once. Like that kind of stuff. You just take that and you magnify it. Yeah. Make it the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. That's all. What's the, uh, give us a, a, your best set and like worst best and worst moments so far one of the worst 
Um, uh, this oh, when I was pregnant with my first kid, I did a spot at um, this terrible bar. I was very pregnant, so it was a lot of hormones coursing through my body. And um, I don't know, he just set me off. He was in the front row talking, heckling me. Then he gets a phone call. And I just lost and my he mind. Took it. And he took it. He answered it. Hello? Hello? And he's like in the front row. And I've already been talking to him like, sir, please stop interrupting the show. And um, he took it. And then I go, go outside with your freaking phone call. And he literally did one of these to me. He's like doing this, right? And then I said, get out. Like I just lost my mind. And he gave me the finger. And nice. I just, I blew up. Really? Yeah. That was pretty awful. Yeah, I can't. I didn't, I didn't feel good about you that. You seem like, I mean, I would never heckle a comedian, but like you seem pretty intimidating to want to heckle. Like, You know what it is? And I'm not kidding you. And this is 100% serious. Um, older, rich, white people are some worst. of the worst people. Yeah. Some of the worst. Well, I mean, that's true. I, I've in, never that, been. That's true in every area of life. Right. Yeah. Yes. They are uh, privileged. They feel privileged. They feel like I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. um, here I am, a woman, ugh, on stage. Well, who do you think you are? Um, and I look a little bit like a terrorist, you know, a little bit, but like you know. And um, they just they, they he was the worst. It was one of the worst nights, and it wasn't bad because I was bombing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, trust me, I wasn't doing well because that was just a terrible situation. But I, it was the worst in the sense where I was like, I just hate this right now. See, that's a good answer to my last question about what makes you upset. Oh, well, like that. dicks. Oh, yeah. Not this, again, not, don't get me wrong, just people who are douches yeah. make me, yeah. People who just, um, like drunk white chicks are also the worst hecklers. The worst, because it doesn't matter. Like, it's just, nobody cares, but they think that they are mm -hmm. invincible, you know? What was your best, best set, best night on stage? Oh, my gosh. I mean, there are so many. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I have a night early, 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 early in my comedy. Yeah career i guess you could call it where it wasn't the best because um because i was you know like i know my voice much better now and hopefully i'll know it better in the next 5 10 15 years also mm -hmm. that's the goal is just to get better yeah but i didn't know my voice yet and i didn't know if i could do comedy yet and it was 2000 and i was at the improv and it was completely packed and um, the material was fine, but I did really well. Mm -hmm. The first time that I ever had killed in an imp in the improv, and it's packed. And um, I remember calling my dad on my little flip phone because it was two thousand, and um, I got like really emotional. I said, "This, I'm doing the right thing. I'm in the right place. This is exactly what I should be doing with my life." Yeah. I was That's cool. beyond beyond thrilled. And that was, a again, a really uh, defining moment for me because I've had 
amazing sets over the years. Amazing. But I'll always remember that feeling of, oh, I'm doing what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And just getting that green light from the universe. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. My last question. Come on. You got a lot in that pile. We didn't get no, through we gotta, them. We're I feel bad. Lose the room. Oh, God. All right. Uh, you guys have to get back to your parole officers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my ankle bracelet's going to yeah, start going. Yeah, it starts beeping. Um, so you got this special coming out. Yep. What's like, what's the dream? What's your goal or what's like the... Payback San Diego State University. Fuck them. I know. You're right. Yeah. But no matter how many times I change my social security number, they still find they me. They'll take no for an they answer. They are relentless. The worst. Um, the dream is um, I would like to play bigger rooms. So I'm hoping that this special bridges that gap with just more audience members, you know, mm-hmm. that it's on Netflix and gets millions of eyes on it. And now I can, um, not that I, not, not that there's anything wrong with small little comedy clubs of course. in Scratch Your Armpit, Nebraska. That's fine. Yeah. I appreciate them. They have been my bread and butter for many, many years, but I'm ready to mm-hmm. to move on to bigger venues and just reach more people. That's why... You know, legally, if you're a comic in L.A., you have to have a podcast. So of course. I have a podcast, which helps. And um, brand myself more because that is one of the hardest things is that this is a business. And I started when it was different. I started when all you needed to do was tell jokes. Now you have to have Twitter followers and now you have to have a Periscope and this and you got to Instagram. And it's like a million things that just mm-hmm. make me dizzy. Oh, I know. Where do we find you online? Oh, I'm not online. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Just text me. Okay. <laughs> we're just uh, we're just gonna put your phone you number on the website. You can find me at Kira Comedy. Okay. That's my Twitter. That's my website. KiraComedy.com. Yes, sir. The Kira Show. The Kira Soltanovich Show. Excellent. Excellent on Twitter. Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the home of low expectations. If you love what we're doing on Rebel Radio, you obviously have really low standards, and we appreciate that. So leave us a comment, hit us up on iTunes, find us there under Rebel Radio, hit us up on SoundCloud, subscribe, like us, do something, man. Don't just sit there. Come and take over whenever.